Hello and welcome to the New York Farm Bureau's Weekly News Bite, bringing you the latest news from the New York State agriculture world. Hi, I'm Steve Ammerman, Director of Communications at New York Farm Bureau. It's been a busy week, planting season well underway all across the state for our farmers. Things also busy for New York Farm Bureau. We joined our partners with Grow NY Farms, a coalition of ag organizations and farms at a press event at the Capitol today in Albany. That goal to highlight the impact of a lower overtime threshold for farm workers and what it could mean on the business community and local economy. New York State Association of Counties, the Business Council of New York State, the National Federation of Independent Businesses in New York, and Upstate United called on Governor Kathy Hochul and Labor Commissioner Roberta Reardon to maintain the overtime threshold at 60 hours on family farms. At the event, the group cited the extraordinary challenges that farms and agribusinesses are facing to justify the rejection of the wage board recommendation of a 40-hour threshold. One of those speaking today was New York Farm Bureau member Paul Ruskevich, a farmer and county legislator in Orange County. I have heard from family farms and hundreds of businesses those farms support throughout Orange County and across the state. A lower threshold would affect the viability and future of our farms, as well as the local banks, insurers, mechanics, veterinarians, agronomists, equipment salesmen, truckers, and local and pizza and sandwich shops where we often order lunch from. The entire business community would be affected if the threshold were lowered to below 60 hours, and our food banks and the Nurse New York program would too. The wage board's two-to-one recommendation was clearly premeditated and did not take into account the more than 70% of public hearing testimony asking for the overtime threshold to remain at 60 hours. Business leaders like Ashley Ranslow of NFIB highlighted that small businesses, including our family farms, are facing numerous economic pressures right now, and this is not the time to make labor costs more expensive. The pandemic devastated the small business community, and they're still struggling and suffering. And now they're having to deal with out-of-control inflation, record high gas prices, supply chain disruption, labor shortages, the list goes on and on. Nearly one-third of small businesses have said inflation is their single greatest problem. This is a record since 1980. Even more so, small businesses are feeling very pessimistic about the future. They have said that they do not expect the economic conditions to improve, and they do not see business getting better. This is a 48 record year low for them. The agriculture community is so important to the state of New York. It's important to our economy. It's important to our communities. And for small businesses and small farms, we are insisting that the state stay at 60 hours. Now is the time to focus on lowering costs, making it more affordable. The wage board report still has not been submitted to the Department of Labor and Governor Hochul for review and public comment. We'll keep you updated once it has. Now here's Kyle Wallach with a look at what else is happening at the Capitol. Good afternoon. This is Kyle Wallach with a state policy news update. As you may know, there is just a week left on the legislative calendar this year and there are still many issues that legislators are looking to tackle. We are keeping close watch and continuing conversations on these, including on the Birds and the Bees Protection Act, which would set a phase out for the use of neonicotinoids on outdoor ornamental plants and turf, as well as for nursery and landscape operations. This would set a dangerous precedent of having the legislator regulate pesticides instead of the Department of Environmental Conservation, which is the state's regulatory agency with the responsibility of reviewing and registering pesticides within the state. 
Please visit our website at nyfb.org and participate in our e-lobby campaign to let legislators and the governor know the impact that this legislation, if it went into effect, would have on New York farms. Thanks, Kyle. It's important for New York Farm Bureau to continue to build bridges between our farms and urban lawmakers. And earlier this week, we helped King Brothers Dairy in Saratoga County host Assemblymember Kenny Burgess, who represents the 85th District in the Bronx in the state legislature. He was joined by Assemblymember Carrie Werner, who calls the King family constituents. Jeff King and his wife led the legislators around the farm, toured the barns, and showcased their own processing plant, where they bottle their own milk and sell their own ice cream, among other products. They talked about many issues facing farms today, including labor and regulatory challenges, as well as their efforts that go into caring for their land and animals. Assemblymember Burgess, who serves on the Assembly Labor Committee, among others, said he wanted to visit the King Brothers Dairy because the state has a huge interest in farming, and he wants to make sure policies are in place that work for farmers, workers, and all New Yorkers. I learned a lot today. One, it's just, it was a beautiful scenery, just seeing the cows, seeing the farm in itself. Um, but I think just really learning, you know, what it really takes to just produce milk, right? The massive amount of land, the massive amount of water, feed, labor, science, data that goes into all of this really was overwhelming, you know, to think where we've come from farming that you learn in, in your books as a kid. I think there's always this feeling of divide from upstate New York to New York City. And we have to learn that we really are in this together, that there is that connection no matter how you want to see it. You need a farm like this to be sustainable and you need a farm like this to thrive. Again, if you want a city like ours to thrive and vice versa, right, because these farms need us as consumers. So it's a symbiotic relationship that we have to make sure we maintain uh, and we need to be aware of it on both ends. So this is why this is so important to connect. I really I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I appreciate the Farm Bureau, appreciate Jeff and the family here, just seeing the five generations of work here, seeing what it's become, seeing what it can be here in New York. It's just exciting. Jeff King appreciated the visit and he's hosted many tours like this in the past with his brother Jan to help the decision makers better understand the needs of farmers and the impacts of the laws that may be passed. Well, I, I think it's important. We've got folks that really have no background and no innate knowledge of what we do. And with agriculture being our our biggest industry in New York, it's important for them to have an appreciation of the issues that we face, the the economic impact that we have on the economy in New York. And I think as, as it showed today, it was a great visit and a, and a great opportunity for them to learn. I think it goes to show that we can talk about it and we can explain things to people, but when we actually get them right close to what we're talking about and get to see it for themselves, it makes a huge difference. New York Farm Bureau will host a legislative reception in August at the Queens County Farm Museum in New York City for downstate legislators, as well as our legislative farm tour upstate in September. The New York Department of Agriculture and Markets is preparing to launch a new online farm directory to connect consumers to producers of farm products all across the state and also help strengthen the local food supply chain. The farm directory will appear on the department's website beginning in the middle of June. It will show information for each listed farm, which can include the farm name, the farm type, a point of contact, and location, as well as a listing of available products offered by the farm. Public users will be able to sort or search by any of those fields. The department understands that not every farm offers products to the public at the farm, so each farm can indicate whether it is open to the public or if there's another means that consumers can access or purchase farm products that they produce. Its creation derives from New York state law, which was passed last year and amended this year in the legislative session that required ag and markets to create a farm directory. Be on the lookout, farms will be receiving a package in the mail shortly outlining the directory's purpose, 
Also, a survey to collect information about the farm will be included along with a return envelope. Those who choose not to participate in the directory must notify the Department of Ag and Markets about their decision by opting out as required by the law. Farms can do this by returning the provided survey or indicating it through the online survey that's linked at the website. If you have any questions about the farm directory, you are asked to call the Department of Ag and Markets. Finally, look forward to next week's podcast where we will unveil the winners of the New York Farm Bureau Agricultural Youth Scholarships. Don't forget to honor the men and women this Memorial Day who gave their all for service to our country. And as always, thank a farmer for all that they do.